Welcome to the 96th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. Very lucky to be joined today by a striker, an absolute goal machine. Really looking forward to this, by the way. 16 goals in 37 games for the Wolves, signed in September 99 and was with the club for a season till July 2000. Adi Akinbaye. Adi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Really looking forward to this, by the way, because what was interesting yesterday, I sent you a text message um, and I'll give you a statistic. Every game that you played in for Wolves that you scored, we never lost. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's like, that's like you said when you sent me that text. That's, that's new to me. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, uh, at the so time, if only Colin, Lee, Colin Lee had now. <laughs> I mean... I <laughs> But, I mean, listen, um, you had a fabulous career. We're going to talk all about it now, Adi. Um, and what I always do, right at the start of the podcast, I always ask where it all started. Because you did start at Norwich, but, you know, you was brought up in, I believe, Hackney in London. So where did it all start and how did you get spotted? Um, I played for a local team called um, Senrab. I know it well. Um, which, yeah, which everybody knows. And obviously, the, the different age groups... Um, we had uh, we had Bobby Zamora's group, which were a younger group. We were the older group. Me, um, Moses, uh, who played for Leicester as well. There was a, there was a few of us. And then obviously we went to a tour in Norwich called the Canary Cup, which I manager took us. And it was from there really where we got spotted. A few of us got spotted. And they told us to keep coming back to Norwich, but we can only go on a weekend. Yeah. Because obviously, you can't, yeah, it's totally different these days. So we just went on the weekend, and it just started from there really. I mean, Senrab, for, for the listeners that don't know, they've produced players like Sol Campbell, Lee Bowyer, Jermaine Defoe, Ray Wilkins, Hugo Ekiog, you've mentioned Muzizi, John Terry. Um, yeah. Another bit of research I did, Addy, you, I believe you are one of the only Nigerian um, to, to have made it professional that started at Senrab as well. Another thing that you do, you've done, you've done some brilliant researches. No, that's another thing I didn't know. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a surprise to me, really. Yeah, I mean, th- there were some great players. Um, so you started at Norwich, yeah. four years at Norwich. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's it like for a, for a, for a, a you know a, a London-born lad to obviously move into the move into Norwich, I suppose, and and start playing a trade? To be honest, it was really tough because um, I was flicking in and out. I was at Leighton Orient, then. At Norwich, then it was sort of like at Arsenal as well because, okay. and then Arsenal came to my house and I had a meeting with my parents. Right. And yeah, and it was a big decision for me to And then Norwich obviously came to my house as well and um, spoke to my parents as well. But I think my mum just wanted me basically out of London, really. She didn't want me to get into all that kind of stuff. She just okay. thought, you know what, I'll focus. Yeah, she thought I'll focus more if I go and play outside London and which is when I went to Norwich. It was tough for me. It's tough for me. I must admit it. Like sometimes during the week when I was well, during the school holidays when you're up there and then it's totally different. Yes. Totally different. I was just trying to sneak home. <laughs> um, get on the train trying to sneak home and I come back again because I was, they put you in digs as well which was a bit tough for me. But yeah, but I got on with it. 
kind of tough at start, but then I just had to grind and dig. And then just, I started to enjoy it more because I, I was away from my mates yeah. who were up to no good sometimes. And I was just away from everything, to be honest. Every time it was like the weekends, I was and and is it one of them Addy where obviously you brought up in, in Hackney in, in London um, oh. is it almost sort of getting away from the trouble um, I'm, you know I'm not saying you was involved in anything or any trouble yeah. but it, it, you know is it a case of you can through peer pressure fall into the wrong sort of group yeah very easily I mean obviously I was like I said I, I wasn't that sort of person that was going to go down that road but you can yes. get influenced going down that road very easy very easy yes um, I've, I've always knew what I wanted to do I've always I, I love football I always yeah. wanted to play football um, I remember when I I think I think and then my last day at secondary school when I was just back to move up to Norwich I think my last day at secondary school my headmistress, my headmistress I'll never forget that she said that you never make it because you focus on your education which is true I'm very sure that yeah. But it's just what she said to me that stuck on my mind that you would never make it. Football's not this, that, that. And that just stuck to my mind. I was thinking, I have to, I have to prove it wrong. I have to. Well, well, and I, I just, yeah. I mean, Addy, you did because over 500 league appearances and 136 goals. And, um,. I don't know if your headmistress knows this, but your transfer fees totaled £11.5 million, and that ain't bad for someone who wasn't going to make it. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing these days. <laughs> We're talking about never, you can buy, you can buy anyone, you can buy, probably you can just about get a player for that now. These <laughs> days now but yeah, back in, yeah, back in the days, yeah, 11, yeah, if it's, if it's that, I don't know. I think it might be even more than that, actually, I'm not even sure. I mean, realistically, Addy, <laughs> If you look at the figures, I mean, this we're talking um, mid nineties, late nineties, and and yeah. even if you look at today's fees, you're probably talking that's about forty, fifty million quid's worth of transfer fees. The way the market's gone and with inflation, yeah. and, and once again, yeah. I know as a player, you're not. It, it's not a particularly proud thing to be about the the, the transfer fees you go for. Yeah. But from your point of view, it, it you know it, it is it is huge, isn't it, to to, to be valued like that. Yeah, it's, it is. It's huge to be better like that, but it also puts a bit of pressure on you because, um, I mean, it's, look, for a player, you, you go you go and play the best for your team you can, then you get valued. It's not it's not me who's making the decision. It's because obviously, it's between the two clubs who make the decision. Yes. And then you move for a rec- and then you move for a record fee, and then you've just got to almost live up to that reputation all the time because obviously the clubs pay that money for you. you yeah. Think you've got to produce all the time. You've got to produce all the time. So, I mean, like I said, the fee wasn't nothing to do with me, but you just got to produce all the time. So, it does bring a bit of pressure on you as well. Oh, it does. But, Addy, listen, everywhere you went, you scored goals. Obviously, you started at Norwich. You went two loan spells, Hereford and Brighton. Hereford, two in four. Yeah. Brighton, four yeah. in seven. Um, then, you, you, your first sort of big money move come to Gillingham. Quarter of a million pound, 97-98. 28 goals in 63 games. I mean... Yeah. You must have absolutely loved scoring goals, Eddie. I did. I did. That was my job. I had to go out there and work. So I suppose one of the most things I love doing is working hard. Yes. That was my main thing. As soon as I crossed that line, I just wanted to work hard because I know defenders are trying to stop you. Yes. Scoring goals. And my job is to stop them trying to get the ball forward. So, I mean, people used to call me Headless Chicken because I just run from left, from like shutting down the left back and shutting down the right back. But I've always wanted to work hard. Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't see that. They think he's uh, he just runs and runs and runs and runs. And never, he's never. He gets. T- I, I do too much running and not focus on getting the goals and 
concentrate on getting the ball, running with the ball and all that. But my main focus is just like, I've been told to just work hard. And I just thought, if I can run and shut people down and make something happen, and if I can get a goal at the end of it, so be it. Yeah. So that was the I just loved, I just loved football and I enjoyed it, yeah. I mean, when when someone makes a comment like that, Addy Headless Chicken, um, it is quite it is quite disrespectful. But it also shows that people don't know the game because your goal scoring record over your career, professional career, is one in four, which is unbelievable. Now to be called the Headless Chicken, it, it, it is it is disrespectful, isn't it? Yeah, it's disrespectful, but that's that is the nature of the game. You sometimes you got you, you listen. If you're going to go into football, you've got to be able to take it you can't take it then you can't handle it then you can't be playing the game so in one respect yeah some people will call you that but some uh, me for myself I just look at it as a positive thing I, they can call me anyone can call me what they want yeah it's, I'm, I'm happy I'm going out there I'm going to work as hard as I can yeah and that is it and, and I think most of that most of that hard work and goals has got me to move oh most of, yeah most of the moves yeah so, oh. but I, so like I said if you can't take it don't, don't play football 100% and was you one of them players where if the away team or you know the away supporters um, you know are, are on your back giving you grief and they only do that to the good players did that spur you on even more yes it does it does it just because you, you just want I mean listen some people just want to get get on your back for a reason because they know sometimes you're a good player yeah and they just want to get on you and just, just mess up your game and get into your head. And sometimes there's a bit of, and some people do it for a bit of laugh. Listen, everyone goes out for a week. They have a, have a long, hard week at work, come out on the weekend, have a bit of banter, don't want to hammer people. Yeah, that's that's part and parcel of the game, really. So, yeah, so it does bear you under. It's just it's like someone's been handing you all throughout the game and you go and get a goal and you just give them a little smile on their face and you just think, <laughs> and then. After that nice minute is finished, everyone goes home, everyone goes their way, yeah. Oh, I mean, that that is brilliant. Um, 98-99, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is when it starts getting serious. Bristol City, 1.2 million move. Once again, that must have been huge pressure for a young man. You're you're very early 20s, but then you went and did the business again, 21 in 47. I mean, when when you're a young man and you've got a fee of Mm 1.2 million pound hanging around your neck, is that some serious pressure, Eddie? Yeah, it was at the time. Like I said, like every, if you get a record move, you've got to go and deliver sometimes. Well, you've got to deliver. And um, But at the time, I, do you know what? I didn't even think about the fees. I was just thinking, I'm doing okay, I'm moving. I'm doing okay, I'm moving. And yes. I, it's the same thing. Bristol City, I just thought, let me go out there and do, do my best, work hard. And I did. I really enjoyed that at Bristol. I mean, uh, I think it was Scott Davidson who was the chairman at the time. I'm not too sure. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, 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 he had faith in me spoke to him before I came and and that was it from there he just all kicked up from there for me I just really enjoyed playing at Bristol um, I mean look there's, there's two clubs there interestingly he was at Norwich for four years and it was pretty much a season at Gillingham a season at Bristol City both seasons yeah. you're obviously topping the scoring charts um, and that's obviously what alerted Wolves in 1999 Colin Lee yeah. uh, and the club parted um, and let me tell you something uh, now it doesn't seem a lot of money but it was big money at the time and we made money on you which I want to come to but we signed you for three and a half million pounds now that was a move to replace um, you probably know this Addy to replace Robbie Keane yes yes now first of all how did you hear about the move to Wolves and you know what did you think of the club when you first got there well because I I worked with um, Terry Connor and John John Ward Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, when I was at Bristol City, and obviously I've done well for them, and obviously they moved on. 
And um, um, it was the season, I think the season where Bristol went down to, I think they went down. Yeah. And I must, have, I must have played about at least four games at the beginning of that season. And, and uh, I, I just heard that Wolves were coming after me. I knew straight away that's, probably, that's John is probably wanting to come back to get me again. And that's when I first heard about it. Um, and I couldn't say no because I, I did enjoy playing with um, John Ward and um, Terry Connor. Yeah. Uh, the marvellous I think John. Um, John Terry Connor, he took me like I never I never used to have a day off when I was at Bristol City. I used to go in for I used to really get on his nerves to be fair. <laughs> Saturday Sundays. When he has when he has these days off, I'm telling him I want to come in and do extra training. Oh wow. So he must have this boy is just non stop, non stop, non stop, non stop. But it's just all the hard work that I was putting and obviously he must have took that and put that um, walls and come and got me. Yeah. And and the hard work pays off, but to walk through the doors at Molyneux <coughs> It, you know, it is a huge club, isn't it, Andy? Yes, very, very big. And, and I knew it was going to be a huge pressure with, with Robert Keane. And I think I think Steve Ball just, just finished well, just yeah. finishing then. He hadn't long yeah. retired, yeah. Yeah, because I heard, I knew Robert Keane was going to go. And I say, I was saying to, when I was having my meeting, I said, would I be playing Steve Ball? And he said, no, because he's just about to leave. And I was gutted then, because I knew he was a legend. So it's just nice to play the legend like him. But yeah, obviously, yeah. But again, worked hard, enjoyed it, um, and it's you, you as a fan probably know from there everything that happened at Wolves. Oh, right. listen, Addy, uh, I remember them times greatly, and <clears throat> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something now, and I've never said this on a podcast yeah. before, and you'll know why. Um, yeah. I've never had any Wolves players with names um, on the on the back of the shirt, and after that game against Grimsby, when you scored that hat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, including there was a bullet header and he actually you wasn't even facing the goal you was you had your back to yeah. goal and you headed it backwards and it flew in the top yeah. corner like <laughs> like you hit it with your right foot so after the match went yeah. straight in the club shop number 10 Akin Baye and you know they're, they're great memories for me um, I mean and there must be some great memories for you at the club yeah massive I really enjoyed it I mean playing with lots of Matt Murray George and Dar, all of them, all of them guys. Yes. Like, yeah, to be fair, it was it was really brilliant because we just having fun all the time, especially with all them guys as well. And I did, enjoy, like I said, I enjoyed working with John Ward, um, Terry Connor, and then obviously Colin Lee came as well. He was a bit of a character because yeah. he obviously played the game. He knew the game very well, so I, I really enjoyed working with them. Yeah, it was brilliant. it was absolutely brilliant when I played at Wolves. I mean. And, um, Oh, 100%. I mean, listen, your goal-scoring record, um, 16 goals in 37 games. It, what was interesting, it did take you four games to notch your first goal, but then you scored four on the run. Um, and yeah. with that pressure, that three and a half million pound, it does weigh around your yeah. neck. But you must have you must have knew that you'd started repaying that back when you started banging the goals in. You know, I didn't even think about that. All I just thought about is, I know it took me a while to get going, and then I, once, once I started, I didn't want to stop. Um, yeah. But all I wanted to do is just, like I said, work hard for Wolves and get my goals become, and I, I think that happened. Yeah. Um, I, I had encouragement from the manager, from the players. I, I had all them not behind me, so that I did the problem. I, it did weigh up on you, but it didn't hardly give me a problem on the field. So, but it's it's. It, it, that's the pressure, like I said again, that's the pressure that you always get when you get bought for that kind of type of money. But like I said, at the time I didn't think about the money, I just thought about, 
I've got to take, I've got to come in until Robert King, who, who, who are obviously a brilliant pair for Wolves, and you've got the likes of Steve Ball as well, and you're thinking, wow. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, if you're coming into a club at that time, you're following one a player who scored 306 goals, then another player who's cost us nothing and we've sold for the best part of six yeah. and a half million pounds. It is big It is big shoes to fill, isn't it? Yeah, massive shoes to fill, like I said, yeah. And then them players went on to great things. It was people played for England, Robert Keane, yeah. Ireland, and obviously went on to bigger and better things, went abroad, played for one of the biggest teams abroad. So when you're looking at that, you think, wow, yeah, yeah. of course, it's a big shoe to fill. Yeah. What was also interesting, Addy, <clears throat> in your time at the club, now, Wolves then, I believe, used to play a four-four-two system. Um, yeah. But what was interesting, I've been looking through the record books at, at, at all the games that, that that you played in. There was only really Michael Branch, who was a recognised striker. Um, yeah. And 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 for the part, George and Dar, who you played up front yeah. with. The rest of the time, it was actually Neil Emblen and Steve Corica filling in. So for you, you you didn't actually play that often with a recognised striker. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're telling me that I didn't even think about that to be honest. Yeah, because I've always played with different people up front. Um, obviously, the one, the main one that I played most with, I think, like so this, my um, branch. Yes. Yeah, branch. Yeah, um, that was a good partnership. I thought. Um, but yeah, new emblem. Obviously, he was the best car player. He was good. Yes. Really good player as well. I forgot to mention him as well. Simon. Yeah. There's, there's loads of great players that oh. I played with there. And it was good. Yeah. Loads. The frustrating thing about that season, we yeah. finished in seventh position. Um, so for you, Addy, at that point in your career, you hadn't played in the top flight, you hadn't played in the Premier League. Obviously, it's your ambition to get there. That's the only, you know, one of the reasons that, that the attraction to Wolves. Um, finishing in seventh after a long season, you've scored sixteen goals. You've you've more than played your part. That must be really, yeah. really hard just to fall short right at the end. Yes, yeah, it was. It was um, difficult because uh, obviously. Everyone there wanted to 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 get at least get to the playoffs, and we we felt sure, which was disappointing. But like I said, Wolves is a big club for me, so I was just I was just happy to be there. Yes, let alone go get in the playoffs. I was just happy to be there, a big 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 part of the club. Um, so I didn't think I was disappointed, but I didn't think anything bad of it. Like I said, I'm going to move on straight away. No, I can't do this. Um, I mean, I've been just got there, so. Um, hey. Yeah, that's forward for the, the, the new season, and then obviously what happened happened. And what was your relationship like with Colin Lee? Because I, I, I wrote, a, I don't want to bore you with it, Haddy, but I wrote a book last year and I interviewed Colin, um, and I'm going to read something that he said in the book, which was obviously quite positive. But what was your relationship like with Colin Lee? I thought it was good. <laughs> unless, unless I've heard something. Oh no, no, nothing. Ba- oh, nothing bad's coming. By the way, nothing bad's coming. No, no I thought it was very good. It was yeah. very good. I really got well, Colin. He's, he's, he was like part of the lads. Yes, the way, in the way. Yeah, I did really get on with him. Yeah, it was a good relationship. Oh yeah, and the the only bit from the book I'm going to read it out, and it was. Um, when Adi Akinbai was sold from under my nose and it was publicised that I had agreed to it, well, that was rubbish. It was a lie and I don't tell lies and I'm not having someone lie about me. So, so basically, Adi, you got sold for, from what he what he says, and which I believe is under his nose. Wolves had an incredible offer at the time of £5.5 million. You've come to the club, you've scored 16 goals. We're about to make £2 million profit, which at the time then, we wasn't signing players and actually making money, so that was that was quite interesting yeah. um, and indicative of that time. So that's how much Colin, you know, you meant to Colin Lee, and he was clearly really, really distraught when when we had to sell you. 
he told me we we was in a hotel in Ireland for preseason. He called me. I was in the room and he called me. He was resting. He called me and he said, um, "Need to speak to you." So I went went up to his room. I said, "Spoke to him, sitting there, speaking to him." Said the club has agreed a fee for me. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "The club has agreed a fee for you." I just sat there for a while, thinking, "Huh?" Yeah. I wasn't just starting pre and just starting pre-season. I thought. Let me get going or something, but it's just like that. I, I had to get onto a fix the next day. I had to get onto the next flight. Ugh. I didn't go and speak to um, um, Leicester. Yeah. So, but it's like, I still, like, even when I did went to go to Leicester, when I was on my way there, it took me about a week to sign. And the next thing that was coming out in the paper saying, Addy's been greedy. And I thought, no, it wasn't because of that. It wasn't because of that. It was because I was thinking about it and I wasn't too sure. Yes. Because everything's happened so fast. I've only just got to Wolves. I've only just, like you said, scored 16 goals. Good. Then next thing you know, I've been, they've agreed a fee. Oh. So it was a bit, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a bit strange for me at the time. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, it was very strange. And I suppose from your point of view, Addy, I mean, this is a Wolves podcast, so you can say, you, you, I, I suppose yeah. you didn't really want to leave the club, did you? No, I didn't. No, obviously I didn't. Like I said, it's my first season. I know it was the Premier League club, but I just thought I'd, and it, there was more there. There was more there I could have done with Wolves. I think that second year, I think we could have done something. Because yeah. it was interesting. Because Colin was saying, we're going to try and get some players in. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But the club is agreed for FIFA. Well, like I said, I was shocked. And then next thing you know, I've, I've been told to get on a plane and go and, and, go and speak to um, Leicester. And like I said, that took a week, about a week to go through. Because I was pondering about it. I was thinking about it. Should I? Should I not? And next thing, like I said, in the, in the Leicester papers, something like that, saying, yeah. I'm still on it because I want more money, which I thought was, I just can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. But yeah, no, I didn't want to go. Definitely didn't oh, want to go. I remember one player, there was actually a TV programme that was randomly on on a Sunday, and I remember they did a feature on you and George and Darwin, you was at the club. I mean, George, um, you had a great relationship with George, didn't you, Eddie? Yeah, very good relationship. Very funny guy. Brilliant character. Very yeah. good player as well. But unlucky sometimes with his injuries. Yes, but very. very good player. Yeah, yeah, very good player, Jordan Dar. Yeah, yeah, we did have good relationship. Me, Matty, there's loads, there's loads. Simon Osborne, all them guys. Yeah. It was, yeah, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it at the time, yeah. And, and, yeah, I did. and it's fair to say then, you believe with a, with a second season, with that set of players, uh, you know, with players like Jordan Dar, it wasn't to get injured, etc. We, we'd have had a real chance, wouldn't we, going up? I think we would, definitely. I thought we would definitely because Colin, his mindset it was two things that even if we weren't buy players, he would try and get players in on loan and all that kind of stuff. He 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 spoke to us. He said we need to push this year, and then obviously it didn't happen. That he didn't that didn't happen. I got sold. And like I said, it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit disappointing when that happened, especially when like the club hadn't spoke to not it was Colin that spoke to me, but everything happened in the club. Like, I don't know who was the chairman at the time or whether was in charge of the directors at the time. They didn't speak to me before Colin, well, obviously he spoke to Colin Lee, but I didn't know about it. All Colin Lee told me is that the club's agreed a fee. Uh, well, as I said, we sold you for five and a half million pounds. It was actually then Leicester's club record fee. Um, once again, Addy, you're filling big boots. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to replace... <laughs> You gone to replace Emil Heskey, who gone to Liverpool. So yeah. it's literally out the frying pan into the fire. 
Um, I mean, listen, Leicester, once again, another big club. You're now testing yourself mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Even yeah. though it was a wrench to leave Wolves and you didn't want to leave, it, it's still, realistically, it's still a good move, isn't it? Yeah, looking at it, yeah. Well, because obviously, look, look anyone who's saying that they, they play professional football and they say they don't want to play in the Premier League, I think that's a lie because everyone wants to play in the Premier League. Yes. But the way, the way it happened for me it was too fast, I thought, at the time. Like, like I said, I didn't want to leave, but once we got to speak to Leicester, and it took me a week, I ended up signing for them. And then yeah. it starts from there. Then that was the, that was even a, a bigger pressure because obviously Heskey was their main man and they sold it for big money. And uh, like again, I can go through this ball. It took me time going, starting to score a few goals. Yeah. But then when the, when there was a, some mistakes being made, I just got absolutely hammered, which is normal. Well, do you know what? I've looked at the goal scoring record yeah. there, Eddie, and it, you, you know you, you just got to the Premier League, eleven and fifty-eight. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, that ain't a bad record. I mean, it's probably not as good as what you, you had been doing because you had a phenomenal yeah. scoring record. Um, yeah. But 11 in 58, there's players in the Premier League who aren't doing that now who who go for 20, 30 million who don't get hammered. So for you to get hammered and be be, be scoring goals, it, it must be so frustrating. Yeah, it is. When you look back at it, it's frustrating. But when you think about it, that it's left, left at the time of spending big money, so... They're expecting something from it. I mean, it's not like now they can, like now they've got loads of they've got loads of cash now. They buy someone for that kind of type of money. They're not delivering. They, they won't do as much. But now, yeah. going back in them days, if you're saying that, they of course they're gonna want something from which I can understand from any fans or anyone who's looking down yeah. at us at the, at the players. Like you can understand it sometimes, but I think I thought it was a bit harsh because it was my first time in the Premiership. It was I did have to feel big dudes. Uh, I don't know. If I'm looking back, did I say I, would I, did I regret it? No, I don't regret it. I yes. played in the Premiership. I enjoy playing the players that, I, I was, that was there with me. But then, unfortunately, as I said, sometimes they give you sticks, sometimes don't. But that's just football for you. But what can you do? And you made a point earlier, Addy, which I want to allude to. You said that you maybe thought it was a bit too soon. The thing yeah. is, in today's football... You, you know, when you're scoring 28 goals at Gillingham, 21 goals at Bristol City, there would actually be top-flight clubs um, taking a chance on you then. Um, and so yeah. for you, you, you know, you could tell you probably you, you probably felt like you needed another season in the Championship, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought I needed, yeah, exactly. Like I was getting on well at Wolves. And um, I just thought I needed another, another season, just about at least another season at Wolves. Yes. And then I could make up my mind from there. If we... We gave it a go and it did happen. Then I thought, yeah, you know what? If I'm still scoring, scoring at the same rate and a club come in for me in the Premiership, then I would think, you know what? I would have just given it a go then. But like I said, everything happened very quick and then I was in the Premiership. Next thing you know, I was in the Premiership. I thought I'd done okay. Yeah, you did. Some people just thought I'd done okay. So, but it is what it is. That's football's life. So, yeah, have got to move on. Now... Um, interestingly, and there's a there's a story I'm about to, to, to come to, and I think this is a great story because it happens at Wolves now. So in 0203, you went to Crystal Palace back in London, another huge fee, two point two million pound. Now <laughs> your number yeah. on your shirt was yeah. fifty five, uh-huh. and uh-huh. in the middle uh, there was a little plus sign because Addy, what is your what is Addy Akinbody's number? Ten. Ten. So, number, yeah. what you did yeah. was, I know uh, what <laughs> and what you did five plus five, which is which yeah. is ten. Actually, I've just thought it wasn't nothing to do with the five point five million Leicester paid for you, was he? <laughs> no, 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 no,
No, it was not. It was that. I forgot about that. Ten, and then I just thought. Then they said no, they can't. I don't know who had it at the time, and they said they'll give you, they give me a number fifty-five. I think that's the name, but that's available. So I put a plus, I put a plus in the middle. Ah. Oh. Number 10. I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> because at Wolves now, they do the same thing. Giamatino, 28. 2 plus 8 is 10. Um, Adama Traore, oh, yeah, number yeah. 37. 3 plus 7 is, yeah. is 10. So, he, he, you was actually, Addy, the trendsetter for that move. No, I, I must have been. I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know that. I didn't know um, some Wolves players do that. Yeah. And, uh, it, I didn't know any of the last still do it. Oh, yeah, it's still happening. So, yeah, 28 and 37. And you was the original, number 55, which is which is a great story. Now, you're, t- you're telling me all these new things. <laughs> Addy, listen, I think I know more about your career than you do, buddy. That's a brilliant research, I'm telling you. Ah, oh, Addy, thank you. Um, listen, one of the most proudest moments of your career um, was in 1999. Uh, you called up for your country three times. You actually played... Um, against Greece in Macedonia for Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, Addy, yeah. you, you, you was born to Nigerian parents. How proud is that for you to wear the green of the Super Eagles? Oh, it was a very proud moment for me um, when I got called up for yeah, the national team. Um, it was a friendly game in Greece. Now you've you done your research, you knew where it was as well. Yeah, and, um, yeah, knew where it was. Yeah, then, yeah, then I got... Um, then I got injured and I still got called up. I still, they still wanted me to, to come there. Well, while I was injured, obviously, I don't know why, but then I went there and then I went there again and I, there was a lot of things I didn't like what was going on. Um, I just It just wasn't right for me, things that was going on that I see in the background. I'm not going to go too much detail. Okay, okay. Interesting. And, and that's when I said, I can't continue doing this. And then the next thing someone wrote in the paper, I did, uh, decided not to play for his country because he doesn't want to because it's all this kind of blah, blah. it's just what I saw what was going on I didn't like it wasn't run properly at the time okay and that, that's interesting yeah, I just didn't like it I mean we was going when we was going to Greece when we was when we was playing against Greece and on and, and a team bus and then there's it's meant to be just the players on the bus and it's part of the all the type all the different type of people coming on the bus who had nothing to do with the team Not they weren't staff it's just different people I thought this is not right yeah I mean, we, we are players and going to a game we must be focusing so all that was happening and that's why that's when I just called it well I, I believe just started I just called it there and said no I can't continue uh, and do you know what I did that is a huge decision to make and, and quite a noble mm. position to put yourself in where, listen, you, you're yeah. so proud to play for your country as I said your mother and father yeah, must have been so proud as well but it's got to be right hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be right if you play for the national team and then you want to focus and go into a game. You focus, obviously, you focus. You're playing against another national team, and you're you're sitting on the bus, focusing, thinking of what you're going to do in the game. And then next thing you know, you got different people coming on the bus who are I don't even know who they were. Whether they're some press people or well, I don't know who they were, but yeah, I, there, there, there should be another bus set for them if there's different people. But it's all that kind of stuff happening, which I didn't like at the time. A hundred percent. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people have mentioned it. I don't know. I can't even say anything about that. But obviously, he carried on. Obviously, he knew what the politics was, what was going on. Oh, of course. And I suppose when you're looking 10, 15 years on, you know, or, or, you know, a bit less, I think that maybe that it has got perhaps more professional. And and listen, if you're on a team bus with all your teammates, you're going to play an international game, there's going to be banter Mm -hmm. flying around, there's going to be. uh, you know your team talk etc you don't want the press yeah. getting hold of that 
No, it's pitching on the bus. No, it's, not, it's I've just never known that to happen. But maybe it's new to me at the time. Maybe, maybe it's been happening for a long time now. Like but it's just it was just new to me, and I thought, no, that's not right for me. Oh, yeah. and, and I take it, Eddie, you've still got your cap and your shirt, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. It's in the garage somewhere. <laughs> in the flipping out in the garage yeah, somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, yeah. Nah, it's just a shirt I got. I just get my shirt. Oh, that's brilliant, Addy. Listen, if I'd have played for my country, mate, I'd be wearing it now. Who's <laughs> that? Is that England? I said, yeah. If I listen, if I played professional football for any club, I'd be so going probably, to Sainsbury's yeah. wearing my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. Now, oh, Addy, the goals didn't dry up there, and uh, nor did the big money moves. Burnley six hundred thousand, Sheffield United one point seven five million, which was another club record. Mm. Um, yeah. Both clubs you scored goals at. And then, uh, random, well, say randomly, you got the chance to go to America and play for Houston yeah. Dynamo. Um, yeah. I mean, what was, you know, how did that move come about? And what was the experience like to, to go to the States uh, and play there? Um, hot. Obviously, I went to Houston. I went to the wrong place. It was, um, <laughs> I did enjoy it. I, no, I did, to be, fair, to be honest, I did enjoy it. Um, it took me a while to get into it. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Same getting a while to get into it. I didn't get into it that much because they start. They had to start training really early because the, the weather was scorching hot all the time in Houston. Yes. And then I remember. Having, I remember getting there and having a training game, and I was before the game even started. I was sweating. Yeah. Because they, they, they just set up a game for me just to see how I could cope. It was sweating, and I, I don't think I think I must have lasted forty-five minutes, and then obviously. The manager pulled me to the side and said, look, we're going to have to try and get you into this slowly. It's not going to be, we're not going to just put you in the third team straight away. We're going to try and play, play some under 23 games and get into it. Put me on the bench for the third team and all that. But I just, just couldn't get into it. Training was a killer for me yeah. all the time. But I, I enjoyed going out there, see something different out there. But it just wouldn't really get going because of the weather out there. Yeah. I mean, it must be... I suppose we take it for granted, really. You know, play goes abroad, and we think they're just going to acclimatise. But when you're playing in, yeah. in in humid conditions, and it's probably two, three times as hot as the UK, yeah. um, especially yeah. when you've just come from sunny Sheffield, it, 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 it's uh, it must be an eye opener. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it's a massive eye opener for me, to be honest. Because um, everyone's asked me that, how did it hurt? Because how did how was America? Because some people who's played over and wanted to go over there, I said, I said, it's brilliant in America, but it's just where I went, the part of America where I went, where it's just hot all the time. I mean, like, when I was like, um, renting a place out there, during the day, when I come back from training, during the day, in the streets, there's no one. I said, it's just weird. There's no one. Everyone's in their house with their air conditioner. It's <laughs> strange. That, that's how hot it was. Yeah. That's how hot it was. During the daytime, everyone's indoors with the air conditioning and that's, and that neighbour said that's, that's normal it's normal yeah. so yeah but I just couldn't get I couldn't get I couldn't get going when I was out there yeah I just couldn't I, was, I, I appreciate the away games some places like Chicago when you go different places where it's cooler yes of course yeah, I just couldn't get going yeah it's different it's totally different you see the thing is in England if you, you're playing for Sheffield and you're away at Burnley you've got an hour on the coach if you're at Wolves and you're away in <laughs> London it's two hours there, you're jumping on yeah. flights and going into different time yeah, zones. Everywhere. Yeah, you're flying everywhere, everywhere. It's just, uh, it's totally different. I mean, I should have, I should have done my homework before I went out there, but um, I made my choice. I said I wanted to go something different. I've done it. And uh, yeah, like you say, you're flying everywhere. 
to the games, which is totally different. Yeah. It's crazy, but different. Yeah. And then you done it, got the T-shirt, then you left the sunny climates of Houston and you went to the extreme, extremely sunny climate of Nottingham and played for, for Notts County. And that's where you call time on your career, yeah. Addy. Um, what, yeah. As a professional footballer who scored so many goals, played so many games, played at the top level, played international football, how difficult is it to finally listen to your body or, you know, listen to whoever and, and, and call time on a career? Um. I think you've got to listen to your body, really. When you're not doing the things that you could do, like um, chasing, chasing, chasing players down like Edna's chicken, when you can't do that no more. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's you could start saying your body now. Like you've got to slow down. Yes. You've got to whoever call it a day or slow down. I slow down. Yeah, I took I took my time. I was kind of the manager knew that I couldn't do hardly most of the stuff that I wanted to do. And like sometimes it gives you days off. Sometimes you you train, your body's stiff, and you just think maybe it's time. And then obviously from there, I just thought, you know what? At the end, as soon as this finished, I might I'm just gonna call it a day. Yeah. Oh, and and then randomly, um, you you I think you had a two three year break from the game, and you come back and played a couple mm. of games for Colwyn Bay. Yeah, it was my friend who's there. Um, Frank Sinclair, he just said, um, what do you think of coming to do a bit of coaching? I said, you know what, let me give it a go. So, well, I asked him to come and play first, or come and train, no, he asked, asked me to come and ask me to train, yeah. to do a bit of training. I thought, yeah, you know what, I'll go and do a bit of training once once or twice a week, start to do it. And I was doing okay, to be fair. And then Frank said, did you fancy a few games? And then um, I played one or two games, and I thought it was back to the same. I thought, no, <laughs> this is it. And they said, you, and they said, you want to be a coach? So I helped him. Then. I done a coach for about a year or two. Yeah. And then, yeah, and that was it, really, from there. Yeah, that was it. I mean, listen, Addy, when you get asked to put the old boots back on, it, it is difficult to say no. But, you know, he, once again, when you get to that age, well, you're playing against 19 year old. Yeah. I know, it is something, and he said, come and do a bit of training just to get fit, and then all of a sudden, next year, you know, I said, Frank, you said you fancy a game, so he put me on that one, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it, they all start with that, yeah. don't they? Just come and train, yeah. keep fit. Yeah, exactly. Next exactly. thing you know, they're unwrapping the number 10 shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good experience with Frank, to be honest, yeah, I've learned the coaching side of it, obviously I've done it with him for a year and a bit. Yes. So, yeah, I did enjoy that part of it, yeah. Brilliant. And, Addy, because um, I, I genuinely don't know, um, obviously you now retired from the game or retired from obviously playing, as we know. What what, what do you do now, Eddie? Um, I look after, there's a few players that I look after. I'm like a consultant. I'm yes. Players. I've got my mate who's got set up his uh, company. But I just, listen, with the agency stuff, it's not personal. Me, I do, the way I do my stuff is I look after. When I do, I generally speak to the kids. Yes. Um, not just about the football. The, the education side, school side, and yes. all the things I've been through. It's not just like, oh, you know what, as a player, I'm just going to send you to the club and I'm going to leave you alone. No, I generally um, call myself a consultant. I just generally help a lot of kids. So, yeah, that's what I just give them, trying to give a lot of stuff that I've been through back to the, these, these kids. Of course. And it, it, I mean, you know, there's a few more zeros on the end of transfer fees and wages, but is, is it a completely almost different game now to when you was playing Addy yeah totally different totally different I mean to be honest if I was playing now I think I might get books, books. 
You got the cameras all in different angles. You can't touch no one. You know, people, you touch someone, people drooling over. I mean, yeah. For me, nah. You only do you get stuck in. You get stuck in. You do proper, proper football. But no, I can't think. No, these days would be totally different for me. Oh. Totally different. You, you see, Andy. Do I miss it? Yes. But the banter. Do I miss the? Do I miss football? Would I miss football now? No, not really. The banter and the dressing room. That's what. Uh, yeah. That's what I miss. Really. Yeah. 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 You, you you miss that, but and. I suppose, um, like you said, you was an old-fashioned centre forward. You'd you'd, you'd mm. smash defenders out of the way for fun. There'd be elbows, heads. There'd be everything going in. You know, two feet. You, that was just the way you was. You yeah. go through a brick wall to score a goal yeah. for your club. And right now, mm. you can't do that, can you? No, you can't. That's what I said. The game has moved on, isn't it? Um, money, the money in it is different. TV, everything's everything's just totally different in the game now. Like I said, if I was playing. Now I, d- I don't think I don't think I would like it. Yeah, I don't think I like it. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I said, the only thing I miss now is the, the banter in the game. It's changed a lot, but I suppose that's everything changes in life. <laughs> you move on. So of course, you've got to get on with it. However, how it is now, you just got to get on with it. Yes, yeah. and I take it, Addy, you still look out for the Wolves results. I look out for all my team results, definitely. Yeah, uh, all the time, all the time. Yeah, I do. I mean, what do you think of the Wolves now? I mean, listen, we've got an unbelievable team. Um, it's, it, you know, top top half of the Premier League. We've been playing in Europe. It, I mean, it must almost look the club, similar in one respect, but also quite unrecognisable in, in where it's got to. Well, Wolves has always been a massive club. Yeah. And so, somehow along the way, I don't know what happened when they went down and come up, went down come up. Yeah. But now... If I was a fan now, you just got to you just got to pinch yourself sometimes. I know some people might think some people might think, oh, they should be doing better. Yes, uh, they should be doing this. But then you can pinch yourself where Wolves have been, the people that put the money into the club, what they've done now. Yes, I think I think I think the club is in great hands now. I think is I think they're running it well. Yeah, I think, I think they've got they've had loads of different clubs like top-class players yeah. at that club now. And I think, yeah, I think Wolves is, is a steady club now. I, I, and I hope it continues to be like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the fans should be, fans should be buzzing. Oh, Addy. Is, from where they've come from. Listen, yeah. uh, Addy, I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And, yeah. And if you look back on your career, Addy, I mean, listen, like I've said, over 500 league appearances, 136 goals. When when you look back on that career, Addy, um, What's what's your highlight? What 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 brings a smile to your face when you look at all the clubs you played for and everything you did? Playing football and getting paid for that's you can't beat that. It's something that you enjoy. Yeah, you can't beat that. I mean, playing professional football. Yes, you can't beat that. Anyone, yeah. And well, that, that's that's what I've always wanted to do, and I, because I've crossed that line, I'm playing football, getting paid for something like that. You can't. I don't think you can beat that. That's it, because some. Um, some players, Addy, do see it as a job, you know, and I, I know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name names, but I've been told by former players that this player used to come into the dressing room and he, it was almost like he was looking to clock out, you know, he, he saw it as a job. Did you see it that way or did you see it as almost a passion that you very fortunately got paid for? No, it's a passion that I got paid for. Yeah, it's a, it's a game. That is, it's a, listen, when you, when you enjoy doing something... And you've always wanted to do it and you're getting paid for it, that's 
you can't beat that. It's, if it's, especially if it's a, something that you enjoy. You get a lot of people who work from nine to five who don't enjoy their job. Yeah. They're getting paid for it. They're getting, they are getting paid for it, but they're not enjoying it. Yeah. Not, it's, it's almost like a chore that you're going to get up. I'm going to go. Listen, our job was two hours. We trained two hours. Although yeah. People put in a lot more effort into it. Managers put in a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But us players, we trained for two hours and next thing you know, we're off in our car homes. Yeah. So you, there's no way, there's no way I could ever grumble about that. Oh. No, no way. Yeah. Oh, gr- about that. I'm a very lucky person to be to to get a chance to do that. Very lucky. Oh well, Addy, thank you for that. And to be honest, Addy, I, I can say this on behalf of all Wolves fans. You know, I put it out on Twitter that we're going to interview you. Um, there was loads of positive comments. You are fondly remembered at the club. So. Firstly, I want to thank you for your time today on coming on the Wolf Whistle um, because you haven't shirked any questions. And I also want to thank you for representing our great club and scoring so many goals in that season, of which I remember fondly. So, Addy, you know, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being me. <laughs> Thanks, Addy. No problem.